Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and joining me today is Nathaniel James. Hi, Nathaniel. Hi, good evening. So we played the Detroit Lions at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara this last weekend, and I thought we looked pretty good until the second half when it looked like we were trying really hard to lose the game. What, do you th- what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. We, we played reasonably well, you know, until, until sort of the second half and everything. Offensively, everything looked quite, quite reasonably solid we we were you know we were playing some really good football uh, we you know Garoppolo was playing reasonably well but obviously um, when it went into that second half things got a little bit more difficult and it wasn't the greatest um, second half because obviously I think and, and even when you know we I think uh, a few days afterwards or was it after the game? But anyway, either way, Sherman wasn't happy with the defensive effort, and that, and, and for me, I thought, wow, you know, that that's that's quite something, really, because usually he's j- I, I've never really known him to be that vocal, but then that there seems to be that passion around him wanting to, you know, he, he, you know, he's got respect for the young team and everything, and he, you know, really wants the guys, the young guys, to, to, to you know, and he, he acknowledged that they are a young team a young defensive team but he says even even he said in that that sort of post interview that that the effort wasn't you know it wasn't good enough really and we 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 had opportunities i think obviously you know there's been some conversation even with the game thread afterwards around the fact that it wasn't it wasn't a great sort of defensive effort well i you know i can tell you what i think we're missing still but you know it's kind of been my complaint for the last few seasons has been that pressure up the middle you know that pressure from the outside on the defense of course and getting to the quarterback you know Stafford was 34 for 53 he only had 101.4 passer rating with three touchdowns and 347 yards but I think if we had more pressure on him and got him out of his rhythm that those stats would would be much lower yeah yeah and i think that obviously you know we're still <laughs> although we've got you know debuck and i i don't think this this season so far and i'm i'm t- touch wood i i don't think i've seen him play a bad game and i i think that you know his his effort in terms of making those tackles he, he really has played really really well i mean he had another strong game with a sack a tackle for a loss and two quarterback hits He's second in the NFL with three and a half sacks. That's 0.5 behind Von Miller, which, you know, that, that's that's really, really great. And, you know, yeah. he's, he's only a couple of years, you know, he's only a, sec- he's only a second year in now to, the to you know, that full season. So, I mean, he, he is playing really good football at the moment. Obviously, Thomas, I'm, I'm hoping, and this is the, the difficulty, I wish at times, you know, but then obviously he's only had that full, one full season in theory I think we're really missing Reuben Foster at the moment and I think it, it will be interesting to see 
how you know and us we've still got i think he's he's out for another game um currently. nope oh, he's back oh is he back oh. he's back <laughs> he reported he was able to start practicing with the team on monday and i'm really hopeful because he looks good he looks like he's been taking care of himself while he's been out and you know and he's he knows the playbook he had the playbook all of last year so having him come back i think is going to be a good shot in the arm but you know, there's still we, there's still more that needs to be done. Because I was under the understanding it was three games, but yes, yeah, no, no. it was two, and they they announced it right not long after the game. I saw something on SF Gate saying that he was returning to the team on Monday. So excited to see him back, hoping it it, it provides the defense with that little boost that they need. I feel like we're almost there with the defense. You know what I mean? It's like we're so close, but so far. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I think, and even like in the first game, I thought reasonable, d- defence was reasonable, we were doing a reasonably good effort, but as I say, it's just one of those things, it keeps it keeps evolving. I think o- offensively, we, we did, as I said, I, I mentioned about Garoppolo, he, you know, he did play, he did make some really, really good plays. I think I mentioned um, a couple of um, shows back that um, I thought Matt Breeder was, you know, was going to have a really good good season and he's he's <laughs> he is the leading rusher in the nfl with 184 yards <laughs> is that awesome yeah i mean <laughs> he's, it's good to know that we've got one of the leading rushers playing on our, our team and what he did my I, when, when i watched that game i couldn't believe you know and i and i think i i i said a few you know a few weeks back you know what what i saw on um, the All or Nothing um, documentaries, just what he was actually capable of and what he was doing, it, it, I just thought, wow, it, you know, it, he's certainly, <laughs> he's certainly evolving and he's becoming better um, in terms of those positions. So, yeah, in terms of that position, it's it's looking looking positive. Well, and he went 11 for 138. His average was 12.6 yards. His long was the 66-yard touchdown run. That's just, I mean, it's his second year. Just think if he can keep building on that, what a great running back he's going to turn into. And I wish that, I I think one thing that I did pick out and one thing that was quite evident, I can't remember who mentioned it on the thread, but the utilization of Juszczyk, I mean... I was thinking, like towards the end of last season, I thought, yes, he's actually fine. We're, we're actually utilising him in really good positions, and this year it almost is the total opposite. He seems to be in that situation where he's blocking, he's blocking, you know, and defending that the quarterback or the running back and making plays, but he's not actually getting involved in plays. And I think I I can't remember who mentioned it was even mentioned last week, wasn't it? Around you know the fact that we're trying to get get him in those positions and everything and but it, i yeah i'm i'm still struggling with you know what when are we going to see like the use check that we saw at the end of last season towards the end of last season because it again it's it's emphasizing that we're not we've, we've we don't really we've not used him in in that game and it's just yeah, he's 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 a strong guy. He's a good 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 running back. He's got reliable, you know, sort of. Ha- but 
when are we going to see? When are we going to see Kyle Zizek? <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, we do need that blocker. I mean, think about how many years we had Tom Rathman blocking. So we do need that fullback blocking. But yeah, I really like seeing everybody get involved. And it really kind of felt like, you know, and okay, everybody knows how much I love Jimmy G. But it really kind of felt like Jimmy kind of, you know, was was bound and determined to get that ball to just a couple receivers, you know, Garcon, Selleck, you know, Breda, all of whom had, you know, two or three catches. Oh, Garcon had four catches in that game. So, I, yeah, I really want to, Ustick had three catches, though. But I really would like to see him utilized better, I think. I think there are smarter ways to use him than just as a blocking back. Well, and... Uh, in terms of other parts of the of the gameplay, it's nice to see for me because I've always had kind of a little special spot in my heart for special teams. I don't know why, but it's nice to see you know DJ Reed getting kickoff returns, averaging thirty nine point eight yards. He had a ninety yard kickoff return. Taylor got one for fifteen, and eh, not great, but you know what? They're not just stopping at the at the twenty yard line anymore. You know, they're not just taking a knee; they're actually going for it and Darn if if Kendrick Bourne had not gotten that face mask during his return, that would have been a touchdown, you know, a 100-yard touchdown return, you know? And that's the kind of thing that gets me excited, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I was jumping out of the chair when I, I saw that because I thought, we, we, you know, blimey, I've, I, I can't remember the last time we, I've, I've seen a 100-yard, you know, sort of... Yeah. Touchdown. The one against the Jets all those years ago was the last one with Garrison Hurst <laughs> in overtime, no less. I mean, but that was so long ago, but I'm sure there were others. Okay, I'm going to look at some of these other stats we had. Well, we had 23 first downs, 27% third down efficiency, so that issue is still there. Granted, the Lions had a 43% third down efficiency. Our red zone efficiency went up. We're up to 40%. Two successful conversions for out of five attempts lions had 50 percent so some improvement from the previous week which is good we want to see that is it enough i think that you know i still don't think we're we're 40 percent in red zone efficiency two out of five opportunities as you've just mentioned really i think that you know in comparison to kind of what we did see last year towards the end of last year we're, we're now into the second game we really need to be kind of <laughs> it, there needs to be more 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 in terms of percentage and everything especially in that position we're really going to have to uh, utilize that I'm, I'm going to talk about it in a little while cause when we move on to the Chiefs game but yeah it's it's just yeah there's I still don't think we're we're, we're, we're there just yet I think that there's some more there's obviously more work that needs to happen with regards to especially in in that area well unfortunately jimmy g was sacked six times for a total of 50 yards so we're at nine sacks over the first two games so you know obviously the offensive line still needs help but we got a shout out to robbie gold he kicked three field goals in the game to get him to 29 consecutive successful field goals for the Niners. He beat Phil Dawson's franchise record of 27. He is still good as gold. Yeah, and I think, obviously, I was... I, I mean, I, I, I think we've always... Well, the, the, the times that um, we, 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 you know, we've had those struggling years where we could always rely on Dawson to, to you know, kick those field goals. So when, when, we, when he was replaced by um, gold... Yeah, bit bit of a uh, bit of 
not sure really. I'm, I wasn't really sure on on that because obviously it's a, a new new player. But yeah, he seems to be you know, done really really well to to have made you know sort of that that franchise record. So after the game, the the post went up asking for questions for our our podcast panel. Um, with just two of us, we're gonna pare it down. We're trying to keep the podcast to a to a, a reasonable time to keep your attention and keep the listener interested. And there was a lot of discussion in in some of these questions. So I th- those ones I'm basically just going to leave alone. And I so I picked four that I thought these could be good co- talking points. So Steve Richardson, hi Panda. Do we need the pass rush to help out our secondary or our secondary to help out our pass rush? I have my own thoughts on this. What about you? Could you go first, please? Oh, sure. So, in my opinion, I honestly think we need that pass rush to help out our secondary. Although, it works both ways. We need the secondary to also help out our pass rush. It's, okay, it's it's the, the, the coward's answer, I know. But if you think about it, you get the pressure on that quarterback. That quarterback is scrambling, getting them out of their rhythm. That allows the secondary time to 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 make the play that they need to make. Stay in coverage, you know, bat down the, the pass. Maybe even the line could bat down the pass. I mean, you know, so many variables there if you've got that solid pass rush. The secondary can help out our pass rush by keeping the wide receivers covered. And, you know, we see what happens when we miss an assignment and the lion goes all the way down the field and it catches the ball and makes the touchdown. You know, it, it's really a, a it ha- there has to be that balance of both worlds. And with no pass rush, it's definitely hurting us. I think um, it's also dependent on which which quarterback we're, we're you know, we're going to be facing um, in terms of making making that sort of that play. I think obviously on that there isn't any. Uh, well, any quarterback um, that's not, you know, <laughs> that, that, that isn't awful this year. I, th- I think, the, you know, <laughs> a lot of the teams seem to be reasonably, you know, they've got a good quarterback. But, um, yeah, I guess in a sense it probably, I, I agree with you, Kat, I think, it, you know, you're going to have to have that balance between the pass rush and the secondary. Um, and it's, if we, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's also, I guess in a sense, that the weapons that, that, that that quarterback has to kind of um, utilize if you if you like so yeah I, I'm gonna uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna be sort of agreeing with you on that on that point <laughs> so you have two coward answers for you there Steve <laughs> uh, Paul McDonald hi Paul asks if Jimmy G isn't a scrambling quarterback he needs to at least learn to get rid of the ball out of bounds what's it going to take for him to learn that I think when I saw him, I'm sure last week I saw him play um, in the Lions game, and I do actually believe that he did throw it out of bounds. So, but he, I think the point is he had six sacks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult because, <laughs> and I think this is this is the difficulty, isn't it? And I think it goes back to to that you know that offensive line and losing and the thing is and I know that I'm going back to and I, I kind of go but go kind of bypassing what Paul said but that that you know the fact that he was getting attacked especially on the right right hand side 
because obviously we're missing you know <laughs> prominent starters on, on that and then he's kind of in a sense probably got used to how you know being being that well protected and everything so yeah it's 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 difficult really i i, I think kaepernick had the same sort of issue didn't he um especially you know and he, he didn't throw it away as much and there was a lot of um uh kind of interceptions and and everything else uh it's difficult really i don't I've, he's, he's usually quite mobile as a, as a quarterback. He was the end of last year. And we keep going back to last year because we got so excited over that win streak. But I think, too, he was also working with a very watered down set of plays because he had just, you know, he was thrown onto the field immediately. You know, so it wasn't like he had an entire year to study the playbook. And my theory in this, to, to Paul's point, is... I think he's he's had the time to learn the playbook, and now he's trying to actually use the plays that Shanahan has put out there. And my question is, is he maybe being restricted by some of those plays? Because he did seem to be a natural, you know, roll out of the pocket, get a few yards, you know, slide last year. You know, and he also seemed to get rid of the ball quickly. He had very fast hands, a very quick release last year. So not seeing that this year tells me he's almost like he's trying too hard to to execute the plays that Kyle has put together and not falling back on some of maybe some of his more natural abilities. So and I think that was that was one of the, the, the points that Kyle actually raised last year, wasn't it? The, the fact that he's not exactly doing everything that he he wanted him to do on the field which is difficult isn't it I, I think that definitely you know Jimmy has got he we've seen it haven't we he has got a, a real talent to 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 make those passes and break everything down and I think last year we saw that video where you know he was playing I think it was against Jacksonville and he he was he he did make some really good plays and it was he had such vision on the field um and i think obviously that kind of goes back to you know what you know and sherman has you know sort of how he he plays as a cornerback he he recognizes you know how good a quarterback jimmy is so i guess it's hopefully you know not trying to restrict him with regards to you know that those plays and hopefully give him a bit more sort of <laughs> oh, how do we say it? Uh, improvisation if you like there you go yeah i think and i think that's needed i think there needs to be a little bit of improvisation from the quarterback when he's not seeing the play as scripted you know it's not the coverage is too good well you got to make something happen because you are not going to have all that time in the pocket and if you do roll out you either need to get out of bounds throw it out of bounds or you know get downfield so you know you got to do something to move the, the chains so we have a, a new person asking a question gareth ellis welcome gareth uh shanahan has a reputation for innovation and complexity in the offense is this too much too soon for a set of inexperienced though full of potential receivers who still need to master the basics of separation route running and catching under pressure wow that's a that's a heck of a question isn't that a great question i loved it i mean we don't have completely inexperienced 
uh, wide receivers. I mean, we have Pierre Garçon, who caught four passes last week. Maybe they're just not as proficient with the new scheme yet. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably look to agree with you. I think that, you know, when you've got somebody like um, Dante Pettis, um, for example, some of the other guys that, that you know, all right, they've, they've played a year with Shanahan's scheme and everything and as we've previously mentioned on on the podcasts, um, it's a very complex scheme that he uses um, in terms of the plays that he's running. So, and this is this is the difficulty, isn't it? Because I think that he may, he raises a really really good point there around this this you know this inexperience. And in a sense, if it is the complexity around. Uh, this this scheme that he's using, in a sense, it's 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 not fair it, it, unless you know players are, are are smart, and I guess in a sense they they kind of have to be in order to be able to to perform under the scheme. It's hard for for them because in a sense you know you're you're ending up sort of sinking or swimming um, under that that sort of scheme. So you know. Obviously, I, I've already mentioned about Dante Pettis. I think that he's <laughs> obviously um, he's been playing quite well that deep threat position. We, you know, the the and we still we the, the other person that um, you've you've not you forgot to mention is Goodwin. He's he's again Dante's field of in a, a field of void in in a sense for Marquise at the moment. But again, you know he's had that experience and he understands that kind of that 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 play and that that scheme and everything so it's yeah very very good question and we don't know the answer <laughs> no we don't no no but props that, to you for, for that yeah question. It, it's a, a question. great question that's why i selected it good job gareth i think it's it's going to be interesting to watch the progression as time goes on with these receivers I, you know, I definitely feel like Garoppolo was trying to get the ball to Garcon more, which is fine because Garcon is obviously a veteran with, with, you know, the pedigree, but I'm also wondering, are we trying to get the ball to too many different people or on the flip side, are, is it a bad idea to focus on one receiver? for the quarterback from the quarterback's position i think that we you know and if we do focus on that just that one player and everything we saw it last quite a lot last year didn't we where um carlos hyde was kind of utilizing that running back position uh, right right from the beginning and obviously teams were starting to in a sense read it um so yeah i guess i i i, I guess it's just about spreading spreading that play and if you can getting everybody involved in in the game uh to, to kind of give them that experience still very young team uh offensively um and defensively so let's see last question and this one's just i just threw it in for fun deepak gohill would you say we actually regressed from week one versus the vikings and a loss to week two in detroit and a win in my opinion i don't think so because the stats are better for this game than they were for the previous game. I think offensively, we we probably did do a little bit better uh, this this week just gone. Um, we we certainly you know we were we we were up and we were playing really really well, but I I th- I, I get Dipak's point. Defensively, we kind of 
in a sense. We went to sleep a little bit in the second half. So it's it's interesting really. I I I don't think we've <laughs> I don't think we've re- regressed. I think that obviously we we've you know, we've had a situation and it's what what I've pointed out with regards to what Sherman's statement was. If it, it we've not I don't think we've gone backwards. I think, you know, it's about trying to, you know, ensure that <laughs> these players are playing up to to, to a continual level and and they're you know completely can continuing to have that intensity um all through th- four quarters rather than kind of going to sleep so no i think you know w- apart from that second half i th- i think that you know we, we did play some 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 reasonable football um, and we did come away f- with the w tried um, to lose <laughs> yeah i think we we were you know in a sense i think we were sort of we were beating ourselves as somebody had put yes. it on, on, the, on the thread so um i i think and as i say with this week with this game coming up well let's 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 talk about the game coming up because we're going to kansas city we're playing the chiefs in their home um the niners lead the series all time seven and five the last meeting was a 22 17 win week five when Kaepernick was was the quarterback, Dawson had five field goals. We had a nine-yard touchdown pass from Cap to Stevie Johnson. Yeah, I, but you look at them last week; they beat the Steelers forty-two to thirty-seven. And I think what was it, Patrick Mahomes? He had what six six touchdown passes, and he's yet to throw a pick. I mean, <laughs> it's like oh, the chips are stacked against us. I think, <laughs> and I, I think that. With 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 Patrick, in, you know, you have you have Sherman in that cornerback position, but I think somebody made the point that even though he was targeted, there wasn't really any real difference in terms of how he was, you know, sort of playing last week. So I yeah, we're gonna we really are gonna have to step it up this week uh, we, we, in terms of our, our defense and offensively. I think. Well, defense is going to have fun because the the Chiefs are currently leading the league, averaging 40 points per game. 40 points per game. Holy Toledo. And they're sixth in passing yardage with 406 yards per game. So our defense is really going to have to step it up big time and, and get Mahomes out of his rhythm, you know, break up plays and not let those chains move. Yeah. It, and just kind of when I was watching that last game there was you know some real <laughs> uh, it seems you know with with uh, Big Ben and everybody Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Steelers really did struggle at times um, with regards to um, keeping up with with the Chiefs um, there were I think up, up until that sort of second half they were they were doing reasonable but obviously I don't think I watched from the second half onwards in terms of the highlights and yeah we are we are really it's going to be a real struggle this week and we really are going to have to um, play Um, obviously Mahomes has got um, Sammy Watkins Travis Kelsey um, both of which played really really well it's we and yeah and as I say um, I I hope that we, we can only hope that Sherman instills you know some more momentum some more kind of confidence in these guys 
um, to be playing, and we're going to have to play all four quarters with that with that statistic, like you as you've just mentioned, forty points per game, sixth in pa- passing yard average, yard, passing yardage, sorry, yeah, it's it's one of those one of those difficult difficult games. Now the only glimmer of hope I have is that Kansas City's defense is ranked 32nd in both total yards allowed, averaging 508 yards per game, and passing yards allowed, averaging 430 yards per game. So if our offense can really start clicking, and it might just end up being, you know, a shootout of who can score last. (laughs) Yeah, it could happen. could very well happen. I can dream. Come on, (laughs) let me dream. Let me dream. And so far, the Chiefs has opened as of this moment at six and a half point favorites. So what do you think? What is your prediction for this week? Well, before I just talk about the prediction and everything, can I just note that when I um, was watching the highlights, one thing that I did actually notice was there were some issues with regards to the red zone defense in terms of when um, the the Chiefs were were playing. They really couldn't um, keep up at times with what, what Pittsburgh were producing. So we... Come on, Jimmy. You need to make. You need to be more mobile. We need you to do some really mobile, uh, like a mobile move, like you did against the Seahawks. Uh, you know when you came in and, you know, you, you replaced CJ Bethard. So yeah, we we really need him to to step up in terms of that that production, especially in the red zone. We 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 have you know opportunities, and I think you know we we can have that shootout. But alongside that. And as Dipak has just mentioned, we're going to have. It's about that pass rushage, and, pass rushage, and secondary also making that continual effort. With regards to my my prediction last week, I was really optimistic around the Lions game. I thought we would play a lot better. I thought we were going to get into. I thought we were going to be in double figures, um, especially how they played against the Jets. But obviously, they in that second, you know, that second second game, they really did sort of step up a little bit. Um, this week, I think we are going to going to sort of struggle at times. It, it really is dependent on what team we 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 see on on the field. I think it's going to be a, a close game. I think it will be. It will come down to a shootout. I don't want to say it's going to be a tie, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a tie. <laughs> I think it's going to tie. I, 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 I would. I, I don't know. I'm I, maybe I'm being a little over optimistic. I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Chiefs are probably because of being home field advantage. I think they're probably going to get away with this one and probably win it. I tend to agree. I, I, yeah, I tend to agree. I think the Chiefs' offense is just, they're already clicking on all cylinders. They're, you know, they're just about to mid-season form already, and we haven't even found our rhythm yet. Unless our defense really steps up and Reuben Foster really, you know, provides that shot of adrenaline to the defense, I think I think the Chiefs are going to score big, and I think we're just going to be mucking through. And you know, I think we could score twenty-eight against them, maybe thirty. But I, I still that forty points. Dang, I I'm really worried. I think it's going to be the Chiefs this week. But let's hope we're wrong. We never know. Oh, I would love to be wrong. I, that's the kind of wrong I want. 
So we do have this uh, fun going on in the group where we have a little competition going called the Pick Six. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, where our leaderboard is? The results of the week two Pick Six, we had no Pick Six no pick sixes this week um, because of the Vikings stroke Packers tie. Um, so, yeah. Wow. And no one got the Golden Kneeling. <laughs> no, nobody got the Golden Kneeling. I think um, he tried to go with one of the Golden Kneelings, uh, Mr. Kneeling did. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, it was the wrong, wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Hughes, uh, he picked... Uh, five correctly so Martin um, you can put your head um, underneath the bath right now and just take take that in <laughs> uh, Ross Owen picked four correctly and the final score for the Niners for the bonus point to score five points so the season today the leaders are Martin Hughes, Ross Irwin Mark Gaunt with ten points each and then secondly, Mark Lyon, Daryl Niels Hanman, uh, Simon Oldsworth, Thomas Lindsay and James Little with nine points. Well done, guys. I, I don't even know where I am at the moment. I think I'm probably probably right right at the bottom, to be honest. Well, no, I don't think I'm that far down. But <laughs> I, <laughs> All I know is I'm yeah. hanging my head in shame because I wanted to pick the Jaguars so badly, but I just I really didn't think they'd they'd beat the Patriots and they did and I went from winning the pick six week one to only getting one win last week so I'm like okay <laughs> but it's a lot of fun get over to the group check it out join us in the pick six join us in all the discussions we have a blast uh, we're gonna skip the two-minute drill this week since it's just Nathaniel and I Thank you so much to Audionautics.com for the music. Special thanks to Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, Nathaniel James, Simon Holdsworth, James Little, Rob Newell, and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and on the show. Apologies to anyone I have missed. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We are always looking for members to help out or appear on the show. Come on, it's fun. You'll have a blast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure to check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49show at gmail.com. I guess that's it. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. And before I go, James, I've got to do this. Let's go, Niners! <laughs> On behalf of Nathaniel James, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now. 